Erevin, Perkhes, Mishnah Base 8.2. Okay, we're now going to discuss how much is the requisite amount of food that one must place in his Erev Tchumen. Okay, so the gist of this Mishnah is really not difficult. By the end of the Mishnah, there's going to be a bit of mathematics, and it's going to be a little technical, but the truth is this Mishnah, before we get into the weeds of the math, is really straightforward, and you will not have a problem understanding it. Um, and if you're not a math person, when you get to the math part, just tune out, and everything's going to be just fine. So the Mishnah says, Kama Hushiro, what is the requisite amount that you need to put in your Erev Tchumen? Mazon Shtei Seudos Lecholechad. If you're doing a Erev Tchumen for multiple people, you need to have enough food there for two meals per person. You will note that back in the previous parak we had a similar setup where you were setting up an Erev Ashutuf Muvos, and therefore we said, and there, and we said that how much do you need? You need to have enough for two meals for everybody. But that meant everybody is required to have just a total of one person's two meals. Here you need to have a separate um, two meals for each and every person who's to be included inside the Erev Tchumen. Um, just to point out the language difference so you can see there. Um, it says in, in the seventh parak. We have it on Mishnah Ches, 7-8. Kamahu Shi'uro, back in the 7th parak, talking about Shituf and Mavos. How much do you need to put there for your Shituf? So it says, Bizman Shen Marubin, if you have a lot of people, Mazon Shte Sudos Lakulam. You need to have two meals worth for one person for everybody. Here it's, in our Mishnah, it's Mazon Shte Sudos Lakulam. Each and every person must have two meals worth of food. Okay? Now the rationale for the difference is as follows. When it comes to the Shituf Mavos, or the Erev Chatseros, all you need to do is say, we all symbolically live in this one home, or whatever it is, this, and we're all unified because we all have a chalik, a portion in this food um, that unites us. As long as the food is a significant amount, even we saw before, it could be even, you know, each person, if there's even a few number of people, each known it's just one little dried fig, etc. That's sufficient. Everyone has a portion in it. When it comes to your Erev Tchumen, you're saying that even though you're sleeping in your regular bed at night and your regular home at night, you're saying this isn't home. My home isn't where my bed is, where it always is. My home is in a different location where my picnic basket is out there in the field somewhere. So for that to be have a semblance of legitimacy, it has to be at least that the picnic basket has your food, which is more important than your bed, let's say, but enough food for two meals on Shabbos. Otherwise, it's just like it's not even enough food. It's not, not significant. So therefore, if you're having two people setting up Erev Tchumen, there in the field, they need to have in the picnic basket food for two people for their Shabbos meals, or at least for two Shabbos meals, um, since the main meals of Shabbos are the Leil Shabbos, the Friday night meal, and the day meal of Shabbos, as opposed to Shalashudas, the third meal. So you need to have enough food for those two meals. How much is that? We're focusing just on the bread component. How much, how much a person eats of bread at a meal. Okay, even though a person might eat also other things in addition to that in the Suda, we're being lenient and we're saying, how much bread does a person eat in a meal? That's the amount we're talking about, two meals worth per person. Okay, so now, that's the long and short of it. Everything else becomes essentially details, but now let's start doing details. The first point is this. If you're the kind of person who eats less than an average person, let's say you're old, you're small, you're sick, so for you, the amount of food you need to set aside is the bread you eat in two meals um, for you. 
not the average person. So we're being lenient and saying a lesser amount of bread. Okay? And therefore the Mishnah says, we'll have a machlokas here between um, Tanaim, how much it is. Everyone agrees to that point. The only question is, in the machlokas here, does a person, does a typical person, eat more bread at a weekday meal or at a Shabbos meal? It's kind of a strange machlokas to have in truth, but anyways, that seems to be the machlokas here. So, um, Rabbi Meir is going to say that a person a person eats um, less on a weekday meal because less time, less appetite, and less delicious food to induce him to eat more. So he eats smaller amounts of bread. Reb, and that's the Mishnah says, Mazona l'chol v'lo l'shabbos. Div Reb Meir. Reb Meir says, it's the amount of bread that you would eat in a meal times two um, for two meals on a weekday because, again, the food isn't that great. That it's a weekday meal, and therefore you eat a little less bread. He says, no, a person eats less bread on Shabbos meals than regular meals. A few reasons why. Either because um, he has to save his appetite because he has a third meal to eat, so he can't overeat on the bread. Or perhaps since it's other good food, he'll eat more of the good food and eat less bread. Whatever the case is, the Mishnah says, Both the Meir and Behuda are giving um, their amounts for the sake of being lenient, meaning both are trying to say, whether it's weekday or Shabbos, the meal at which one eats less bread. And they're saying that lesser amount is sufficient for two meals worth as the requisite amount you have to put for your Erev Tchumen. Okay, so that applies to someone who eats less than the typical amount. Now, what if what happens if a person eats more than the typical amount? He's a very hungry person. So that guy, again, will be lenient, and we only require him to set aside as much food as a typical person would eat for two meals. Okay, so that's like the upper limit. So the second part of the mission here is going to be a simple question of how much bread does the typical person eat at a meal? Okay, so um, to say it very short and sweet, Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca says that we're talking about um, every meal a person eats a half a loaf of bread. That's called a pras. Um, as in like Kadeachilas Pras, the amount of time it takes to eat half a loaf of bread. So a person um, gets one loaf per day. He eats half it and one meal, half another meal. And the total size of that loaf of bread is six beitzim, the volume of six eggs. So he eat three eggs worth in the one meal and three eggs worth in the other meal. For a total of six eggs, volume of bread is required for his Arab Tchumen. According to Rabbi Shimon, we're focusing on loaves that are eight eggs in size, and you eat one-third of that at the one meal and one-third of that at the other meal. So it's two-thirds of a loaf of bread that is eight eggs inside. Two-thirds of eight is five and one-third. So it's going to come out, then it's the volume of Quentin Rabbi Shimon for the Erev Tchumen is five and a third as opposed to six egg volumes. Okay, that's the main point of the Mishnah from here on out. Okay, so that's the Mishnah. Sa- now, that's what the Mishnah says, but the Mishnah says in a little more complicated way. So we're going to go through the complications now a little bit. Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca Omer Mekikar, he says you have to eat, you have to set up for a regular person who eats a regular amount or more than a regular amount even, enough bread there that you have um, from a loaf of bread, a kikar, bapundion, that you could buy for the price of a pundion, that's a small coin, 
Me'arba sa'in besela. When the price of flour is for sa'a flour, can be purchased for one sela coin. Okay, again, I'm putting the numbers and the math aside for a second. If you run the numbers, it shakes out to being six eggs of volume. I'll go back to the numbers in a second. And Rabbi Shimon Omer, yados, he says, no, it's two portions, meaning two out of three, so two-thirds. Lakikar of a loaf of bread is how much you need to put aside in that Erev Tchumen, when we're talking about loaves or breads, Mishalosh Lakav, when you can fit three of these loaves into one kav container, meaning each loaf is a third of a kav, and we're talking about two-thirds of that. Okay? Which shakes out to being, as I said before, five-thirds of an egg. Okay, now we'll go back into the numbers in a moment. But just putting that, just focus on the main thing, Rabbi Broka, six eggs, Rabbi Shimon, five and a third eggs. Um, now, this shear of of a pras, of a half a loaf, which is half of those amounts, how much you eat in one of the two meals, um, is very significant because in a number of places in halacha, we measure things based on kadeachilas pras, the amount of time it takes to eat a half loaf of bread. Okay? In other words, the bread for one meal. Um, in general, halacha lamais that comes to us when we say if we're eating matzah, for example, that's your only mitzvah, the rice of eating, so whenever you're eating, so an act of eating has to conform to two components. There's a requisite minimum volume of consumption. The minimum volume is a kabe, uh, excuse me, a kazayas, an a uh, olives amount. That's if you eat less than a kazayas, it's not called eating. It's called tasting. That's why you're not going to get you know whatever you eat less than a kazayas of bacon. So there are no lashes for that. It may be forbidden from the Torah to eat any amount, but you don't have an actual act of eating of the chila, and therefore you're not culpable to the punishments of lashes, let's say for eating bacon, etc. Um, so that's one thing, a kazayas. But it also, to have an act of eating, not just you have to eat the requisite amount of the kazayas, you also need to eat that kazayas in the amount of time it takes to eat um, this pras, kadeachilas pras, which there's a range of opinions. Um, part of it is whose shita we go like in this Mishnah, um, but anyways, it's a matter of time. So the range of Kadeh Achilles Pras is somewhere between two and nine minutes, so quite a wide range depending on a number of factors. But okay, putting all that aside, this has ramifications, and two of the ramifications the Mishnah now will focus on. So, in other words, everyone's agreeing that these two issues we're about to talk about are dependent upon how long it takes to eat a loaf of bread, Kadeh Achilles Pras, or a fraction thereof, um, and according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca, the pras is half of six, meaning three eggs. And according to Rabbi Shimon, it's going to be one-third of eight eggs, bepashtus, although, okay, it's a little more complicated, but anyways, that's how I explained it up to now, so I'll stick to that. Okay, um, so where are those two areas? The first is the area of the bias hamanuga. There's a rule of nagayim. Nagayim are these... Um, how to translate the in English? I don't know. Afflictions. I, I don't have a better translation. I'm sorry. So you can have an, there are three categories of nagaim. There's all masechas nagaim. Three categories of nagaim. Um, you can have a nega on your person that is more familiar to us as saraas, that like those white spots on the body. 
make your tummy. You could also have nagayim on your clothing, nagayim bagadim, um, like could be, you know, whatever, green spots on your clothing. Or you could have nagayim batim, you could have a nega on your house. And the whole house becomes tummy if you have these like, green or red blotches on the stones of the home. And the rules how to deal with it. Okay, mesechs nagayim is not for now. Um, the point is that the house is tummy, and when one enters the house, he becomes tummy by virtue of being in the house. He becomes already the house of an avatum, he becomes regional tumma, just by walking in the house. But his clothes that he's wearing won't become tummy unless he lingers in the house long enough for kadechilis pras, based on a pasuk. Okay? How long it takes to eat that bread amount. So that's the mission is going to say over here. Chetzia, half of that amount, meaning half of the six eggs according to Yochan Broca and half of, let's say, the um, five-thirds eggs according to Shimon. Labai Samanuga to be make your clothing tummy if you linger that long, to eat that amount of food, of bread, in a house that has Nagaim. And, okay, new halacha to itself, a separate point is um, that, this is not about time, but again about volume, you recall back in the first parak of Masech Shabbos, we said there were like 18 um, gazeras that were promulgated when they found that Beishamah were outnumbered Beishil at a certain episode. The Mishnah there talks about checking um, your, li- your clothing for lice by the candlelight, or reading by candlelight, it's being forbidden by the Rabbanan from that time. They were told of 18, that's just some of them, but those are two, but you got 18. And another one of the 18 was that if a person eats food that's tame, he becomes tame. Um, that's just a Durabanan, Midoraisa, food can never be an avatuma, and a person can never become tummy unless he's in contact with or exposed to an avatuma. Um, so food can never make you tummy. But Midurabanan, they said if people eat tame food, they should become tame also. This will um, prevent people from eating tame food and then washing it down with truma, you know, wine or something like that. Fine. So how much food do you need to eat to become tame? The Mishnah says, a half of a half of that amount, meaning a quarter of the six eggs or five thirds eggs of in the in this loaf of bread, lifsal esagvia to make your person, your body become tame. Lifsal esagvia is kind of like a little it sounds a little poetic, but it, it's not so poetic, it's kind of technical. Gvia is reference to the body, um it's sort of like almost like a pejorative, referring to the body like in a negative sense, meaning that there's no, whatever, here the body's becoming tummy. And lift sold, become puzzle, that means that it's like the a lower, the last step, the least intense kind of tuma, but enough tuma that can ruin truma. So we're talking about a shenila tuma, okay, second degree tuma status. Whatever it means, so therefore, um, we're saying here that this makhluk is about how big the loaves of bread were are relevant in as much as if you eat half of that amount, you'll... That's how long it takes to eat half of that amount is how much you need to linger inside the Baisa Manuga to become Tame from the Tsaras on the house. And a half a half of that amount of that of, of bread, meaning a quarter of that amount, is how much you need to consume if it's Tame lift solicitavia to make you tummy. Okay, that's the Mishnah. Now we have to just go back for a minute um, and do the math if you want to understand what we're talking here about in terms of the Kikarba Pundin and Ma'arba San Basella. Um that the loaf that you buy for a pundion um, when the price of flour is one sella. Okay, so I'm going to run you through the numbers of both the standard coinage in the time of the Mishnah as well as the standard volume. So I'll do it pretty quickly. Um, if you, 
I will say it clearly, I hope enough that if you take notes with a pen, you'll be able to figure this all out with the math. I think it's going to be pretty hard to make sense of it without having notes unless you really focus hard. Um, but anyways, I'll do my best. Here you go. First, I'll talk about coinage in the time of the Mishnah. So the Mishnah refers to the Sela coin and the Pundion coin. The Sela was the largest coin in the time of the Mishnah, um, and it was equal to four dinar. The denarius, it's called denarius in the time of, like, by the Romans, or dinar by the Chazal, was the most common coin that was used in circulation um, in the time of the Mishnah. And in fact, there are a number of countries even today in the 21st century who call their currency the dinar because of it. In any case, so there were four dinarim in one sela. There were six ma'ot, ma'ot is a small coin, six ma'ot in each dinar. And there were two pundion, a very small coin, in every ma'a. So if there are four dinar in a sela, six ma'a in a dinar, and two pundion in a ma'a, you can multiply that together. Four dinar times six ma'os times two pundion gives you 48 pundion in one sela. The big coin sela has 48 pundionos, 48 pundion in it. Same with their equivalent. That's the coinage side of things. Hold that thought. Now, in terms of volume in the Mishnah, a mnemonic really worth committing to memory is askalav gudu, aleph, samach, kuf, lamed, base, askalav, gudu, gimel, vav, dalad, vav. Um, if you write that on a piece of paper, write askalav, aleph, samach, kuf, lamed, base, above it, and then between those five letters, you write the four letters, gudu, gimel, vav, gimel, vav, sorry, gimel, vav, dalad, vav, gudu. So then that gives you the exchange. So aleph, samach, kuf, lamed, base stands for eifa, which is a big measure, sa'a, kav, lug, and beitza. So the way it works, for example, is there are three sa in an eifa, that's the gimel and gudu, and there are six kabin in one sa, that's the vav of gudu, and there are four lug in one kav, that's the dalid, and there are six beitzas in one lug, that's the vav. Okay, so our Mishnah references sa'in, and later we're going to mention kabin as well, so we're going to do for our common denominator beitzas, egg volume. So let's just do this quickly here. The sa'a is quite a big measurement. It's the most common of the large volumes in the Mishnah. The way I like to think of it and visualize it is a six-pack of two-liter bottles. So the saw is roughly 12 liters, but you can imagine it as a six-pack of two-liter bottles. And very conveniently, that six-pack is divided into six equal units, each a kav inside. You can imagine your two-liter bottle. So six kav into one saw, each one the size of a two-liter bottle. There are four lug in one Kav, so you can imagine that as a 500 cc bottle of Coke or something. Okay, your Kiddush cup, which is a revius, a quarter, revius means quarter, is a quarter of a lug, so roughly a quarter of 500 cc or roughly 125 cc. That's how the small Kiddush cups of the good old days were. Side point, technically speaking, Kiddush cups actually are somewhere between the, the I should say, the revius to lug is really somewhere between 86 cc on the small side. Um, that's Rafaim Noah, up to 150 cc on the large side. That's um, the Chazanish. It's a word 125 or in the middle somewhere. But whatever the case is, I think Ramosha is at, at 99, I believe, cc. Whatever the case is, we're just visualizing. So it's keeping simplicity here. So the Lug, um, four of them go into a Kav. The Lug, roughly speaking, 500 cc. And there are six Beitzas, six eggs, one Lug. That's the Vav. 
So if you run the numbers here, there are six kav in one saw, there are four lug in one kav, and there are six beitzas in one lug. So if you want to know how many beitzas, egg volumes, there are in one saw measure, you multiply six times four times six. Six times four is 24, times six is 144. So there are 144 beitzas, eggs, in one saw. Now the Mishnah refers to the price of purchasing four saw of flour for one seller. So you got to figure out if one saw has 144 beitzas. So four saw will have four times 144 egg volumes or 576 egg volumes. So if we're talking in terms of eggs and you're buying four saw of flour for one stella and we want to convert it to pundion amounts, so then saying four saw for one sella is the same as 576 beitzim for one sella or 576 beitzim for 48 pundionos because a pundion is 40, 48 pundion to the sella. So if 576 eggs of flour cost 48 pundionos. So that means for one pundion, you would take 576 divided by 48, and it will give you 12. That means you could buy 12 eggs of flour for one pundion. And the Gemara says, when you're buying bread, half of the price goes to the... Um, the ingredients and half the price of the bread is for the labor. So if half is for ingredients, it means you're not getting 12 eggs worth of flour. You're getting half of 12 or six eggs worth. Okay, because the other half is going to labor, which means that one pundion will buy you six eggs worth of bread. Okay, that's how it shakes out. Okay, that's so that's the Rabbi Mabroka is one pundion. A, a loaf of bread, it says he's mikikar pundion. a loaf of bread you can buy for pundion, which is the six eggs volume of a loaf, when me'arba sa'in basella, when the price of four saw of flour is one sella, one sella coin. Okay? Six eggs, in other words. That was a hard one. The easier one, Rabbi Shimon Omer, shte yados l'kikar m'shalosh l'kav. This is simpler. Rabbi Shimon says, it's two-thirds of the loaf of bread where you have mishalosh, when three loaves lakav fit into one kav measure, which means each loaf is a third of a kav. Now, the kav we said is the same as four lug, and we said each lug is six beitzas. So if four lug go into one kav and six beitzas go into one lug, then six times four, or 24, beitzas are in one kav. So 24 eggs in one kav. We're talking about a third of a kav. A third of 24 is eight. So we're talking about a loaf that has of bread that has eight eggs volume. Two-thirds of that is the loaf that Rishim is talking about. That's the numbers over there. Okay, we did it. And now the mission will return to the topic of Shetufim Vos and Eruvei Chatzeros. So we're done now with the air of Tchumen.